So hey there, friends, and welcome to this episode of Self-Kind with me, Erica Webb. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about perfectionism. Hi, and welcome to Self-Kind with me, Erica Webb. This is a podcast about what it means to be, live, and move through a lens of self-kindness. We'll look at the ways self-kindness can underpin our practices in movement, mindfulness, and mindset to support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's get into the show. So we're going to talk about perfectionism today. And I want to, I I feel like there's a very good chance that this episode is going to sort of follow a couple of different threads and that's okay. So this episode will be imperfect in its structure. Uh, So I don't know, that feels very meta. Anyway, let's talk about perfectionism and the things that can show up for us if we stay really committed to like proving our worth by striving to be perfect. You know that anyone would put their hand up and be like, yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm trying to prove my worth by striving to be perfect. But I think if we dug a little bit into some of our behavior, we might find that that is often the case. What I want to really drive into, drive into, get into straight away is the reality that if we stay committed to a narrative that says we must be perfect in order to be worthy, we must be perfect in order to be good enough, to be loved, then we will always, constantly, repeatedly let ourselves down. We will always live in a world where we are not enough. And the reason why is because as a human, you are fallible. The very nature of being human is to be imperfect. And so to stay committed to a narrative that says you must be perfect in order to be enough, it's a risky place to live because the odds are forever in your favor that you will mess up something, right? That you will be imperfect, that you will not like live up to all of the standards and the ideals that you have set for yourself and that, the, and that society kind of repeatedly tells you you need to align to. Earlier this week, I was on Instagram flicking through my stories and an ad popped up for a pill, a pill that you take orally, that promised to reverse grey hair so that you could, quote unquote, feel beautiful again. And actually, no, it wasn't feel beautiful be beautiful. Reverse gray hair so that you could be beautiful again. Now, I am going gray. Very hard. Like if you're listening, you can't see that. If you're watching on uh, YouTube, it's actually also very hard to see it. It's um, a lot of gray hair, but it blends in quite well. And I have chosen to stop dyeing my hair. I'm embracing the gray. I'm actually kind of enjoying it. And yet when I saw that ad, I was like, Do I have to not be gray in order to be or feel beautiful? It raised this little seed of doubt. Didn't last long because I'm like, I call BS on that. That is absolute nonsense. But the reason that I'm bringing that story up is because I want you to see and, and understand that our drive towards certain ideals and our drive towards looking, being, behaving a certain way I mean, there's no shortage of messaging telling us all the ways that we're not enough, all the ways that we're not perfect enough. And that's one example. 
there are countless examples that enter my inbox and enter my, you know, ad algorithm on Instagram and Facebook on a daily basis. Why my skin's not good enough? Why my, my hair's not good enough? Why my body's not good enough? Why my business isn't good enough? Why I'm not good enough? Why my parenting isn't good enough? There are endless examples, endless reminders of all the ways that we don't live up to these ideals that were never even ours to begin with. It's a lot. And I bring this to your attention, not because I don't think that you've ever heard it before, I, I, I imagine that you probably have, but because I think we need this re- repetition in understanding what it is that we're working with in this world that we live in. I shared a story on Instagram yesterday, as I'm recording this, about a visit that I took to the dentist. And I shared the story, and not all of the story, but I shared a part of the story because I really like, and I'm going to tell it to you, so if you're like, tell us the story, it's coming. But I I really enjoy using my lived experience to kind of highlight and and give um, context to some of the stuff that I talk about in on this podcast and in the work that I do with people. Because, and, and the reason why is because no matter how much work we do, no matter how self-aware we are, no matter how healed we feel, we are still humans in a human world. We will be triggered. We will experience shame. We will feel like we're not enough. And we have to have the tools, the dialogue, the resources to repeat over and over again to ourselves why we choose not to subscribe to that and what actions we can take even in the face of that. So yesterday when I was at the dentist, one of the things that I pride myself on is flossing my teeth, like religiously. I floss every single day because I have really tight teeth, and if I don't, they actually hurt. And yesterday, the dentist informed me that perhaps I wasn't flossing my teeth well enough because my my gums were a little bit red, uh, or actually they were a little bit purple. They were a little bit, you know, infected. And I said to her, why would that happen? Why does that happen? Where does it come from? And she said, because it happens when you don't floss. And I'm like, but I do floss. And she was like, maybe you don't floss well enough. And I was like, tell me more. And she showed me how to floss. And I watched and I was like, this is literally how I floss my teeth every single day. And yet, as I sat there and she, you know, quizzed me on my um, water intake and she quizzed me on my diet, I felt shame. I felt so deeply uncomfortable because of the way that I felt I was being perceived and because it didn't line up with my behavior, with how I see myself, etc. And I tell you this story because I, I didn't sit with the shame for a really long time. It didn't, you know, make me really question my own worth. But I could see how it could have if I wasn't aware of what was going on. And so I could see, oh, I'm feeling kind of triggered here. I'm feeling really uncomfortable because of this exchange. It's all well-meaning. It's all with good intention. And I'm also really aware of the fact that just because I'm experiencing this feeling that is shame doesn't mean that I'm bad, that I've done anything wrong, and or that I'm a bad person or even that I'm being judged. It's just a feeling. 
And I shared that on my stories over on Instagram. And somebody popped into my messages to say, you shouldn't feel bad about yourself. You're a good person. Something to that effect. It was much, many more words, but that was, you know, essentially the, the message. And I thought, isn't that interesting? This idea that anyone shouldn't feel shame because of some attribute that they possess, whether it would be, you know, physical, emotional, mental, whatever. I promise you, every single human walking this planet, no matter what they look like, how kind they are, what their employment level is, how much money they make, everybody experiences shame. Everybody experiences doubt on some level. Everybody experiences these uncomfortable human emotions. And to suggest that anyone shouldn't, because objectively or from your perspective, they have everything they need to be confident, happy humans, is a little short-sighted. Because the kind of marker of contentment, self-compassion, self-kindness does not require the absence of human emotion, does not require the absence of discomfort. It happens in the midst of it. It happens when we're able to work through those things in real time in a way that says, hey, your inner environment, your internal uh, processing and landscape is a soft place for you to land. It's a safe place for you to explore, to be honest, to get curious and to process. And maybe some of that happens externally as well, of course. But this is what I talk about, or this is what I mean, I, I guess, when I talk about like not striving for perfection. As striving for perfection would tell us that we haven't yet gotten it right if we're experiencing shame, embarrassment, whatever. Because if we were good enough, we wouldn't experience those things. No, you will experience those things because you are human. You can have tools, you can have resources for working through them, and that's the goal. You might reduce the volume, you might reduce the frequency, you might reduce the impact that those feelings have on you, but I don't know that you ever completely eliminate them. Same too with this feeling of, can I ever live up to the standards? Well, when the world constantly provides you with, you know, little nudges that maybe you're not enough because your hair is going gray and your teeth aren't as white as they could be and your pants are getting tight or whatever, right? The world has no shortage of ways that they will, it will tell you you're not yet perfect enough. We have to be able to see that and go, you know what? Perfect isn't my goal. Even though sometimes it feels like I want it to be and sometimes it feels alluring and sometimes it feels like the only way that I can finally meet myself with kindness. But I promise you, kindness towards yourself is possible even in your imperfection. It's literally the definition of compassion. We did go a few places there. I get passionate about this because if nothing else, to be able to lean in closer to your own humanity and say, it's still enough, it's still okay. Imperfections and all. Yes, yes to that. Because we cannot wait until we're perfect in order to meet ourselves the way that we want to be met with kindness, with compassion, with love, with curiosity. And right now, we can't expect the world to stop putting all of this 
stuff in our faces to remind us of all the ways that it thinks maybe we don't yet measure up. We can call BS. We can be like, no, you, you, you've got me curious. You know, you've raised a seed of doubt, but I'm choosing not to buy into that because I've made the decision that just as I am, I am worthy of my own kindness. I am worthy of my own respect. Rant over. I will say, though, that if this is something that you're like, oh, yes, I want to work on this, I have just opened registration for the next round of Soma Home. And this is one of the things we dive deep into, our shame triggers, all of those things that can get in the way of us moving towards this loving relationship that we desire with ourselves and with our body. It's something that we work through with really tangible um, practices and real world support. So for those of you who don't know what Soma Home is, I've been talking about it a little bit over the last few months. We ran the first round in November, December 2023, and the second round is starting on the 14th of February 2024. If you happen to be listening to this after that date has passed, it will be running again in May 2024. So, you know, mark your calendar for that if you are um, kind of listening listening later. But ultimately, Soma Home is a six-week course that combines somatic exercise and somatic practices with self-inquiry and tools and processes and activities that help us to kind of get into and explore what are the things that stop me from having the relationship that I want with myself and my body and with self-care and how do I actually move past that so I can feel a sense of home within my own skin so that I can finally meet myself with kindness and compassion so that even in my imperfection, which will be true forever, I feel like I am enough. And I'm no longer feeling like I have to constantly prove my worth and earn my self-care and earn my respect. It just is a given. So if you would like to find out more about joining me for that, we start on the 14th of February. It is an amazing course. I love it so much. Um, I would love to have you in there. I will pop the the link to find out more in the show notes, but you can go to ericaweb.com.au forward slash Soma, S-O-M-A dash home, H-O-M-E. All the details are there. It's $250 for the six weeks, which to just give you some context, if you were to see me one-on-one for that same period of time, it would be like $720, I think. Soma Home isn't one-on-one counseling, but it's a lot of the same stuff that I would work with my clients one-on-one with in a group context um, and kind of laid out in a, in a logical sequence. So head to the show notes or type that link into your browser if you want to join us or find out more. Um, I would love to have you there. Let me um, know if you've got questions. You can reach out to me over on Instagram. It's at ericaweb underscore selfkind. You can email me. You can do, you know, you can get in contact any way you like. Um, but if you have questions, registration closes on the 12th. Of February. So this like is not very many days before that. So if you're listening to it just as it comes out, you've probably got a couple of days up your sleeve. If you're listening to it after that, as I said, maybe the doors have already closed and we're already getting started. Um, but you can always join the wait list for the next round happening in May. All right. That is it from me. I hope you have a wonderful week. We did miss an episode last week because life happened and I am okay with being imperfect. But I anticipate being back in your ears again next week. 
Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Self Kind. If you loved it, why not share it? And while you're there, take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. I'd love you to come hang out with me more too. You'll find me over on Instagram at ericaweb underscore selfkind. And you can sign up for my e-newsletter by heading to my website, ericaweb.com.au. While you're there, you can also read up more about the Self Kind Hub and other ways of working with me. Until next time, keep being kind to yourself. Bye.